Welcome to the Southcrest Live podcast. If this is your first time to listen, please connect with us at www.southcrest.org for more information. Thanks for listening and enjoy today's message. Good to be here today. In Genesis 8, Noah offered an offering that was pleasing unto the Lord, that pleased God. Do you realize, just make application right now. Could it be that you are offering an offering unto the Lord, a fragrant offering? Is it pleasing? Is it pleasing unto the Lord, a pleasing aroma unto the Lord? Because of a virus of evil and sin, that covered the face of the earth. Everyone, scripture says, did what was right in their own eyes. They went their own direction. God determined that a great flood would cover the earth. But Noah, but Noah, God calls out this man who walked with him, who was right with him, righteous man, by the name of Noah. He told him to build an ark. He gave him all the specifics in relationship to that ark. Noah built it and then God told Noah that Noah, his family and animals were to go into quarantine. (laughs) Now quarantine literally meant 40 days. Now, when ships were returning to harbor and they had been to a location where potentially there was a virus that was spreading, they were quarantined out in the harbor. They had to stay for 40 days out in the harbor. The idea is to separate oneself, restraint, to be cut off. Now, here's my favorite, to be isolated from normal. Are we living that or what? How many of you got your mask there right there? See, you were wondering what that was. That's my Texas Tech mask. Because of my mic, I can't put it on, but that we all hopefully have our mask. As we travel this life, there are harbors that we enter into where we are isolated from normal, quarantined, and the mask that we have is a testimony to this season of life right now. The rain started 40 days and 40 nights. The rain stopped, but yet the water still covered the land. Finally, the land would re, uh, the water would recede until the land was uncovered. I love the fact that scripture says, God remembered Noah. Those are precious words to us in a season like this. Literally the idea like God could not forget Noah, but the idea is God kept Noah in mind at the forefront of his mind. In this season of quarantine, is there anything more profound and more precious and more important than that reality that God has you in mind behind that mask that we're having to wear these days? All sovereign, all powerful, all knowing, all on his throne, God has little old you in mind and me as well. He remembers his own, isolated from the normal. Thank God for that reality. 
Now get this. It had been at least a year. Some estimate as many as 370 days from the time that Noah entered the ark until he exited the ark by God's command or by God's words. It had been 370 days since he had heard from God. God was silent during those boat riding days. Isn't it oftentimes that during quarantines that we wonder, God, where are you? You're being silent right now. God, say something, <laughs> if anything at all. So I'll know you're there. That's a long time to be isolated from normal with, I would say, smelly animals, irritating family. Well, well that may be my, maybe not your family, but not Noah's family. And God being silent, yet they waited. Now, let me just tell you, this was no cruise liner they are on right here. No way. It was tough. Certainly, it was filled with noises and smells and hardships and pain along the way. And you add to knowing his family during all this time, God is not saying anything. In the silence of it, certainly there were days when Fear gripped them. What's going to happen next? There was uncertainty and confusion, yet they waited and they waited and they waited and they waited. Honestly, in some ways for me, it describes our quarantine that we're in right now. It's for most of us, it's been very tough. It's hard. We don't like it at all. And then the silence was broken and they disembarked to a new world. God said, go forth. The world Noah was exiting to was nothing like the one he was in before. Change, change was a reality. You can hear Dorothy say it. We ain't in Kansas anymore, Toto. Noah was not in Kansas anymore. It was a new place. He had never been there, there. He had not been to that place, there before. He had never been there before. We have never been here, there before as well. It was a new place for him there. Today we find ourselves on new ground of there. We hear often these days, we are living a new normal. I'm not sure exactly what that means, but I'm not living what I was leaving four months ago for sure, let me tell you. This is certainly a new normal for us. Now get this, all through life, there are times when we find ourselves quarantined, cut off from what was normal before. It's not the same as it used to be. We find ourselves in change in our life. In reality, these masks are a testimony to different phases of life when we find ourselves in a new normal, cut off from what used to be. Whether it's through illness and we have to wear a certain mask, cancer, heart disease, diabetes, on and on the list. And you know, you've had those seasons in life where you were having to quarantine yourself because you had a disease that was striking you and it was a new, isolated from normal. It's a family reality at times. 
divorce or a conflict with your spouse or a child that's gone astray or a grandchild, great grand, on. There's family issues that create this reality in your life of a season of quarantine, a death of a loved one, a job that you no longer have, got laid off in this season, financial crises that you're going through because of it all, and you find yourself quarantined from normal. And it's harsh and it's hard and the mask represents that reality. When I was in the sixth grade, I awakened one morning and normal had changed for me because my mom was not cooking breakfast as she always did for us, always. Where's mom today, dad? Uh, she's in bed. Well, okay, give me some cereal and we'll eat it and go on to school. Got home. Where's mom? She's still in bed. What? I went in to see mom. The room was dark. Mom was crying. That was not my mom in that room as best I could tell, but yet it was for the next 20 years in seasons of quarantine. My mom battled depression. And we lived season after season of a quarantine and it was not ever, we were isolated from the normal for us. And that's, that's my testimony and you have your testimony of that reality. In fact, uh, some of these stakes on this uh, thing are, are, are empty because it's, as long as we have breath, we're still gonna have another season or two of quarantine to come. However that comes. The question becomes, what do you do? What do we do when our world is ripped apart and we disembark, disembark to, through the storm to the new normal? What should be our response when we find ourselves there? Noah gets it and he gives it to us what our response ought to be. And it's found in Genesis chapter eight, verses 20 and 21. I invite you to turn there with me if you would. One of my great fears in this season is to exit this quarantine and miss the main thing. And other quarantines of my life and miss the first and main thing. Noah got it. Genesis chapter eight, starting with verse 20. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord. He took some of every kind of clean animal and every kind of clean bird and offered, underline offered, burnt offering on the altar. When the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma, he said to himself, I will never again curse the ground because of man, even though man's inclination is evil from his youth. And I will never again strike down every living thing as I have done. Verse 21. Sweet smelling, pleasing aroma, delightful, soothing aroma, that's what the Lord took in from Noah's actions. Interesting, 
The author is using human characteristics and applying them to God. But all through scripture, it speaks of God being a God of emotion and feelings. Nothing new there. And aren't we made in his image? And if, yes, we are, and we have emotions and feel, don't you think God has emotions and feels as well? It speaks to that reality here. Psalm 149 states, the Lord takes pleasure in his people. Hear me, bringing pleasure to God is worship. Giving God the worth he deserves. That's what it is. What caused God to smile? Noah offered an offering to God. Offer is a verb and it describes giving value, action, importance, action. To give worth, action. Get it? Offer is the heart of worship that pleases God. To offer, link it back, bringing pleasure to God is worship. How can we bring pleasure to God? We bring an offering to God. That's what pleases him. Link them together. And then God smells your aroma and it's a sweet fragrance and he smiles. Someone said offering to God an offering makes sense. S-C-E-N-T-S. Sense to God. What an offer and offering created the aroma that pleased God. Let's break it down. Let's take it apart a little bit. What was it about this offer and this offering that caused God to say, I'm pleased by that? Well, I want to give you four descriptive adjectives that we need to combine together that I think we find in this passage of Scripture. The first one is this. It was a spontaneous aroma. Own initiative, his first act. Note it says, then Noah unto the Lord. The gate open, Noah goes out, then Noah unto the Lord. It tells me his first and highest priority was to his Lord. Spontaneous of one's own free will, voluntary, own accord, automatic. This is Noah's first free will action he's doing on his own. Note, read it. God doesn't say, now Noah, when you get off, the first thing I want you to do is unto me in reference to building what he's gonna build. Noah do, does this of his own initiative, his own heart, his own passion, his own love for the Lord. Rick Warren states, bringing enjoyment to God, living for God's pleasure is the first purpose of your life. You want to know why I'm alive? The first purpose of your life, your priority is to bring enjoyment to God. And what brings enjoyment to God? When we offer an offering spontaneously unto him. Not because somebody has, oh, I got to give this to you, Lord. No, because we do it out of the freedom of our heart and our passionate desire to express to him first. If the first purpose is this reality shouldn't be our first priority as we come out of a quarantine season, don't let the children's books mess you up. They did, I don't think they exited. I don't believe it. I don't think they exited from a pristine world where the grass was green, a meadow, 
over a hill and trees all over the place. A house already built on the side of the hill. A rainbow and cows all out grazing and smiling. Like it's all, I, it was, I, they exited to tough reality, certainly. Difficulty. Likely there was massive evidence of the flood all around. Consider Noah, he had been on that boat, riding that boat for a year and plus. How long, man, do you think his honeydew list was? <laughs> I would think he had a lot to get to done and I'm a get her done kind of guy. That door would have opened and, and I would have been getting, oh, we got to get some wood, we got to build a house, we got to get some food. I would have been about it quickly. Noah waited 370 days to hear from God in reference to what do you do next? He didn't wait 370 seconds with his own initiative unto the Lord. He could not wait. Immediate, Noah's supreme desire was to celebrate the faithfulness of God to see him through the storm and the quarantine. And he had to say it first to God. 42 years on Tuesday, I will have been married with my sweet wife from Brownfield, Texas. I know many ask me, how did you catch her? I got her before she knew there were other fish in the sea. She's still, you're gonna believe this, man. She still wants to know that she's number one to me on this earth. That I still count her as the highest priority on this earth. On this earth, I love her first and foremost in relationship to other relationships. One author states, Noah did not allow the very real issues of life to crowd out God as first priority. The heart of pleasing aroma worship is found in spontaneity. Second, second, Mixing these all together. It was a calculated aroma. Calculated implies done with full awareness. Deliberate. Noah offered by building to the Lord an altar. Altars were physical places of expression, of devotion. Devotion. And he does this, remember, on his own to express his full devotion. He builds an altar unto the Lord. Now surely Noah pondered, he thought about how the altar would be built and how he would look. Surely he did think about it. He had all those days on the ark anyway, he had something to think about something. But surely when he thought, when that get off, I'm gonna think about how this altar ought to be Built, he engaged his mind. Aren't we to love God with all of our mind? I think that's what we see here. But not only did he engage his mind, he engaged his strength. Surely he gathered when the door opened all the material that was needed to build this, this altar. That doesn't tell us every step that he did, but look at how many animals he's going to sacrifice. A lot, evidently. That being true, it couldn't just be one rock. And you go, well, that looks like a good rock. I'll just make that the altar. He had to use his strength to 
get the different rocks to build whatever it was in reference to an altar. He had to build that altar. He had to engage his mind. He had to engage his strength. Doesn't the Bible say, love the Lord with all your strength? What is he doing? He's calculating his expression of love unto the Lord. Calculation, his intentional expression. One author said, God is not happy with thoughtless singing. Drives me crazy. Being a worship service where we're singing unto the Lord and people be going, praise God to God be the glory, great things he has done, yeah. What? Is God in this place? Calculate your expression unto him with your mind and your physical body. Oh, come on. That author says, God is not happy with thoughtless singing or praying cliches or careless exclamations like, praise the Lord. If the offering is mindless, it is meaningless to God. And he's the one that counts. Two days, my second anniversary. I mean, my, my 42nd anniversary in two days, not my second. I did not our first anniversary, I did not calculate very well. <laughs> Giving gifts is not my love language. Let me just tell you, first anniversary, she'll be in the next service. I'll have to buy her a dress after this. <laughs> You're gonna think I'm lying, but I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I bought her a toaster. We needed a toaster really, really bad. I since learned you don't buy anything that plugs in. I did not calculate. When we are truly grateful, we intentionally build what honors our God. Heart of sweet aroma worship is found in the calculation. Third, costly aroma. Noah took and offered burnt offering on the altar. Burnt. I mean, that means totally gone. Nothing left. Consumed. Again, God had not told Noah to do this. He's doing it on his own accord. Wouldn't it be reasonable in mind? Doesn't it make sense that you would offer half of a cow? Or whatever you offer when you get off. That's clean. Wouldn't it make sense? You say, well, we'll cook this part. The rest we're going to eat. Doesn't that make sense? It does. But that's not what we find here. We find Noah offers the full animal because it is burned, slaughtered and burned. It created a disadvantage for his survival. Costly, causing suffering or loss or disadvantage. Burning that whole animal created a disadvantage for him. Would he have enough food left in the long run to be able to survive? It literally, literally cost him. In the Old Testament, altar with consumed offering was a sign of complete trust in God. I'm trusting you, God. 
because I am going to burn this animal totally and it's gone, incinerated, it's gone. I'm going to trust you to provide more. I'm going to believe that you are seeing and know my need and you're going to meet me at that point. This offering act of unrestrained expression of deep faith in God to burn it all. One author said, whenever you take the things of God, the things that God has given to you and you give them back to God, that, friends, is the heart of worship. When you get them and receive them as God's blessing and you return them unto him, whether it's in an offering plate or a voice that you sing or whatever it is, that is worship. Well, another testimony. It was the year before we got married. I didn't learn very quickly. I went to the store with my mom to buy my wife a birthday gift. I was in the store. Mom was in the store. Oh, glory. Mom picked out this pretty sweater for her. And mom went and, and purchased that sweater. I gave it to my girlfriend, now my wife. And then I said these Dumb words. What does it look like? Immediately she knew. I had not picked out that gift, nor had I paid for that gift. And it meant nothing to her. I can still see that sweater as if it was yesterday and I gave it to her. Not a good plan. Remember King David, he offered, he offered, a he, was, he was offered a place and an animal. King David had sinned. He was going to make an offering in reference to that sin and forgiveness of sin. He was offered a place and he was offered an animal to sacrifice. And King David said, for I will not offer burnt offering to the Lord my God, which costs me nothing. No suffering, no worth in essence. Heart of worship, worship, the heart of worship is found in spontaneous, calculated, costly offering. And then the fourth reality, it's a reasonable aroma. Reasonable, rational, sound judgment, makes sense. Noah, note, he offered the clean how many times have I told you? Several times that God hadn't told him exactly what he ought to do. Again, wouldn't it be rational? Wouldn't it make sense to offer the unclean? I mean, it, it, yes, certainly offer the unclean that will save the clean. I mean, I can make sense of this and I could have, yeah, the unclean, honey, bring the unclean. We want to keep the clean. We can eat those. No, he offered the clean. Why? Based upon God's faithful mercy to see him through the storm and the flood, the quarantine. He couldn't help himself. He offered the best and nothing less. He offered the clean as a result of the mercy of God. Mercy, compassion, loving kindness, not afflicting harm that is deserved. 
That for Noah was the reasonable thing to do, not to a lost world, but to someone who was offering to God Almighty, it was the reasonable thing to do. Tony Evans says, mercy is identifying with someone's misery. God identifies, sent his son to die on Calvary's cause to identify with our misery. What should our offering to him be and look like as a result of that clean sacrifice is the act of giving up something that you want to keep. He didn't want to keep the, the unclean necessarily. He wanted to keep the clean. He's giving up something he wanted to keep. It's also an act of offering something precious based on God's mercy of seeing him through the quarantine. Noah had to offer what was reasonable to him, precious, something precious to him. Today then, in light of God's mercy to us, what do we offer him that's precious? What is our precious offering unto him? What is your, what is your precious token of expression to him? It's clean expression to him. Romans 12, 1 tells us, it tells us to present our bodies as a living sacrifice unto him, holy and pleasing unto God. This is our reasonable response, that passage says. This is our spiritual response. It's reasonable to do this. What do we offer? We offer ourselves to him who deserves all everything. Remember, for 11 chapters in Romans, Paul has been telling us about sin and lostness and Jesus died, all the reality of being in quarantine. And then he tells us we have salvation in Christ alone. And then he tells us, because of this great mercy, here is your reasonable offering. Yourself, you, you, to offer ourselves living, ongoing, holy, clean, undefiled by the blood of the land, acceptable, well-pleasing offer that honors God. Our reasonable response of worship. In the Old Testament, we were to make, or the people were to make an offering. In the New Testament, we are to be the offering unto our Lord. Ultimately, to offer an offering of self is the heart of worship. Heart of worship, spontaneous, calculated, costly, reasonable offering. There. That's where we offer it. There. Where's there? Anywhere you're there. In the midst of the storm, going through the storm, after the storm, there is our offering unto him there. Wherever you are is there. It's your offering unto him. Let me close with this nugget then. No ark, no offering. For Noah, no ark, no offering. Or maybe let me put it like this. No mercy, no response. It was riding the ark. And finally, God's saying, go forth that he stepped out with the reality of the quarantine still in mind that he offers the offering. 
no ark, no offering, no mercy, no response. But because Noah had experienced the mercy, love, grace, all those attributes of God, his response was himself on an altar. You can't really understand, offer a sweet aroma of worship until you have an ark ride, until you've been saved through. The truth of that, that's for everyone. And it looks like this. We all find ourselves in the bondage of sin and hopelessness, unable to save ourselves. But the picture of the ark going through the flood to dry land is a picture of Jesus coming, dying on Calvary's cross, giving his life for us to pay the price of our quarantine sin. Jesus took our sin upon himself so we don't have to have that in us, on us anymore. We don't have to pay the price of quarantine anymore. We've been freed from that mask. Set free by Jesus. Do you know him today as your Savior and Lord? Are you still trying to wear that mask of sin? You can't take it off yourself. Only Jesus can take it off for you by receiving him. Call upon the name of the Lord and you will be saved. You will be rescued by the mercy of God. Oh, no ark, no offering, no mercy. No response. But when there is the reality of receiving the mercy, our response, then, 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 your offering will never be something trivial. It will never be half-hearted. Your offering will never be shallow. But it will be wholehearted, spontaneous, calculated, a costly expression of gratitude, devotion, love, which is the reasonable thing to do. Is it not the reasonable thing to do? And it's all of our quarantines that bring that reality as well for all of us. So I ask you, whoo, what aroma today is God taking in from your life is it a sweet, pleasing aroma? Not to your neighbor, not to your, your family, but to God himself, to our Lord God Almighty. In the middle of coming in and through a quarantine. Is God pleased with your aroma? Maybe, maybe, just maybe, it's altar building time to offer an offering. Let's just bow our heads, if you would. Thank you, Jesus, that you're the antidote to sin. You're the cure to sin. Always oh, continue to wrestle but we're not stained anymore. We're forgiven, cleansed, white as snow. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You wipe us clean, righteous, righteous, right. 
out of that reality, we ought to, the mercy you've poured out, we ought to express. Ooh, our expression ought to be one of surrender all. I surrender all. All to Jesus I surrender. To place ourselves on the altar, a living, alive offering, sacrifice unto you. Oh Lord, help each one of us individually to be willing to go there to at least for a moment to take in the aroma we're putting into your nostrils right now in a sense. What do you smell from our lives? Oh Lord, that it will be pleasing, pleasing, especially in quarantine times and as we come through them and out of them, but we'll go back into them especially then. And Lord, if there's someone here that still is wearing the quarantine mask of sin, lost, hopeless, dead, may they see the mercy that is offered through Jesus and rip that mask off in the name of Jesus. Today. Today. In his name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you would like more information, to make a commitment, or to request prayer, please text the word podcast to 555-888. You can also connect with us on our Southcrest app or our website for complete worship services or to plan to visit us in person. Thanks again for listening.